Wow, Chad Markson, what did you do? You made it snow. Of course I made it snow. What what a beautiful sight it is to have our turf fields covered with a little white snow. Oh boy, okay. I'm glad you're saying that today because I don't think that's what you were saying last week. We got a big snowstorm last week, a little earlier than anybody ever expected in October. When you see snow coming down in October, what's the first thing you think? <laughs> that, <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. It is it is uh what a great opportunities we have in front of us as game administrators um for outdoor sports and snow provides for us is what I first think. All right, so the snow started coming down I think on Thursday night somewhere. What I want to know is over under 25 how many times did you look at the weather app that we have through the ncaa and the nsic with our weather policy because we do have one of those how many times did you look at it before you came to work on friday morning well if you start the morning technically after midnight i was probably looked at it at 2 30 in the morning when i woke up to check to see if it had started snowing yet and i looked at the app and then i would say before i left the house to come in i had looked at it probably a half a dozen times easily so it's kind of funny folks i always joke about hey what does chad markson do he does all the stuff that i don't want to do <laughs> and i don't want to wake up at 2 30 and look at the weather so thank you for that mr markson so we get a big snowstorm I'm off campus or not on campus, which is technically being off campus. What did that day look like is you came in and there's a ton of snow falling? You know, basically come in and there was almost like a line of coaches and we were joking in the hallway, is this, is this the line to talk to Chad about weather issues? Because, you know, we had the opportunity, our cross country team was supposed to be flying out. Their flights got canceled. Our volleyball team was looking to travel. Our football team was looking to travel on Friday morning as well. We're just all, we're looking at all these scenarios going, okay, what's the best way to get our team so we can still get where we need to go to compete? Uh, we we want to get them safely. And just trying to figure out all those options and trying to keep all those balls up in the air and make sure that we're making the right decisions. Our golf team as well was in travel status at that time too. Yeah, you didn't even mention kind of the big one was that we had some home events scheduled too. And what do we do with that one? So let's talk about the teams on the road first. I know we made some unique decisions starting with golf. What was your thought process with golf? They were headed down to Missouri, worried about the weather. How did that kind of come together? You know, right away, uh, Coach McGinnis uh, reached out to me earlier in the week saying, hey, looking at this weather, what, what are you thinking? And I'm like, yeah, I'm tracking on it as well. Let's Let's get together and talk about it, make sure that we, A, get down there, because the weather, once she got down there, was going to be fine. It's just we were worried about travel time. Uh, and we ended up sending them a day early and so they could get out ahead of the storm and get south and get down to where it was raining. And they were able to get down to, I believe, Omaha, and they spent a day there. They got a practice run in Omaha, which they wouldn't have got to practice up here. So I think that was a huge benefit as well for the golf team. All right, so sometimes we send our teams out a little bit early to beat the storm, which we did. Now let's jump on over to a sport that was going to fly. So what was going on with cross country? They're headed to, at that weekend's time, the largest Division II cross country meet in the country. We wanted to get there. Let's talk through that a little bit. Well, going back this summer, Coach Milner and I visited about, you know, this is a big meet. Let's, let's, and we were able to find some flights and we were, it was going to be cheaper than, or as expensive than traveling on a bus. 
So we're like, let's fly. We can fly them in. We can fly them out. It's going to be a much better experience, and let's give our student-athletes the best opportunity, like you said, to compete in the biggest Division II cross-country meet. Everything was looking great. We never even thought that snow would be an issue when we booked those plane tickets and everything. And then as the forecast came, and then that morning, you know, they get the notice. Uh, we were hoping for a travel waiver would come out as the storm was coming through, but unfortunately the airline never released that travel waiver. So we sort of got stuck, and they ended up canceling all the flights that day. So we had to make a change. Uh, couldn't find any buses last minute, so we ended up putting our teams in uh, two vans and drove them down there. But they still went down and had an amazing finish and beat some nationally ranked teams. Yeah, hopefully got ready for the end of the cross-country season, which is rapidly approaching. One of those things that I'll just throw a little shout-out to travel leaders right now and Todd Ganji, who was working with us with our cross-country team, oftentimes airlines – when they know bad weather is coming, we'll provide that waiver you were mentioning, which allows a traveler to fly earlier. We were hoping for that. That didn't quite come through to us. And so then we ended up in the vans and got our cross-country team out of town. Whew, what about football, though? Because that, that, that's a big group. 100, 100 uh, it's not quite 100. We travel with around 80, 85 people. What was that process like with football? Same thing, working with the coaching staff there. It's like, okay, we're looking at the weather, trying to make sure that we were going to still travel safe and do everything they wanted to do for pregame. And the original plan was to travel on that Friday uh, and practice farther down uh, south and make it all work. And as we're watching the weather, we're like, okay, we might have a trouble the first hour or so of the drive, but watching the weather, looking that we were right on the line and everything, we're like, we felt that we were safe to travel at that time knowing that we might be slowed down a little bit with bad roads. But once we got past about 100 miles from campus, we felt that the roads were going to be fine and we would make great time. So that was our thought process there. We still wanted to make sure that the student athletes were being safe. That was first criteria. But then after that was, are we going to set them up for the best opportunity to compete at a high level? You know, we're pretty fortunate. We've got long-term relationships with two bus companies in town. we got Richards Transportation and Shuck Bus Service. How much do you rely on input and feedback from the bus companies as we're making decisions? Both those uh, companies work great with us, and they're very honest with us. They're straightforward. They're like, you know, we can travel on this. We feel comfortable, comfortable driving with your teams on this day with this weather. But they've also come back to us and said, hey, you know, we don't feel comfortable right now. We, we want to leave earlier. We're, we're better if we can leave earlier. We found a different driver who can accommodate. And I can't say enough about what Shucks and Richards do for us. And they travel our teams all across the, the Midwest, and they do it very safely. And uh, our student-athletes have a great experience on their buses. That's right. So we rely on the bus companies as well. And then it was interesting because we're talking about our teams traveling. St. Cloud was traveling, on, or excuse me, St. Cloud. Volleyball was traveling to St. Cloud on that Friday as well, kind of following that same mindset as the football team, and, and we got them out of town. So then as we shift back over to our home events, what's the, let's give you a little quiz right now. When you think about weather and home events, what's the first thing that you think about? Is our facility going to be playable? So you think about our facility is going to be playable. I can go back maybe just a step. I don't even think about the facility. I'm like, is the campus going to be open? Is our university going to be open? And what happens on a situation like this is one of the things that is unique about being in our community is we do have multiple institutions 
So when there is a weather event lo looking at like it's on the horizon, there's some calls and some conversations scheduled between the universities using all of our collective resources to make the best decision. So I'm thinking about, all right, are we gonna close the campus or are we not gonna close the campus? Cause that's like a fork in the road. If we close the campus, we need to do A, B, and C. If the campus is open, we need to do X, Y, and Z. So we get in, the campus is open. You're trying to get our playing fields uh, playable. So we had two home events on that Friday. Let's talk about the first one. It was supposed to be our swimming home opener that Friday night. University of Mary's coming from Bismarck. We'd send our teams to the east because the storm was coming from the west. Kind of how did that one unfold? Same thing there. Our coaches was in contact with their coach at University of Mary. At the, at the time, the day before, their bus company that they were working with felt comfortable that they would be able to make it here and get here using the best information they had on what the storm was going to look like for them. Unfortunately, the storm delivered much uh, greater power to the Bismarck <laughs> area and that I-94 uh, turned into not a travelable um, environment. Those are some fancy words you use, and I would yeah. just say they got hammered and they closed the, the interstate. Exactly. So they got shut down. So unfortunately, our swim team did not get to have that first uh, home home meet against University of Mary. Uh, that University of Mary made a good decision. They kept their swim team in Bismarck and did not travel here uh, for that. So that first swim meet, unfortunately, got canceled. And then our, our soccer game was supposed to be played against... Uh, I'm trying to remember now. We were supposed to play St. Cloud. Cloud. I mean, it was a St. Right. Cloud, was Saint Cloud right? St. Cloud volleyball, St. Cloud soccer. We were supposed to play St. Cloud. So you start starting to look at the field. What's that process look like? So we go out to, and one thing, we have an amazing soccer pitch, and I, I absolutely love our environment. With the tree-lined um, soccer pitch, that also blocks a lot of sun. And we start looking at that, and there was puddles forming the night before when I went home. And the morning when the snow got on there, I'm like, there's no way we can get out there and plow without ruining our field. So my first call went to Kyle Kapachik over at our grounds. And when can you start, when, when can we start plowing the field? And he's already 10 steps ahead of me like he always is. And he's got a game plan on when he's going to start plowing our uh, Shields field. And we're very fortunate to have a great plow. And, and, and Kyle is very accommodating and wants to make us uh, make our fields a playable whenever he can so he got out there and we started plowing the the turf field the tough part is it was so wet and heavy snow and it just kept coming we would plow and then literally half hour later where he had already plowed it was filling back up with snow again how many times did we actually plow shields field on that friday before we decided we couldn't play the game there was, we, we went over it twice that day all right so we go over it twice I also heard about a conversation. So St. Cloud State's soccer team came up on the Thursday night before, again, trying to get the best chance to play the game. Out there on the field with Coach Kopitz. Co yeah, can't even talk. Coach Kopitz having the conversation with the St. Cloud State coach. What was that conversation just in general about? Sure. The first thing was we were just talking about playability of our fields, and we're looking around at all our fields. And the St. Cloud coach, she was really um, – you know, wanting to get the game in, trying to figure out her team's here. We were looking around and we we're looking at the fields and as we're plowing and she's looking after the plow went by and we we're like, okay. And then we looked where the plow was about a half hour before that. And it takes, you know, it takes about an hour or so to plow the field. <coughs> and um, just 
that conversation of trying to figure out, okay, can we make this play? And, you know, I'm sitting there with our two coaches who want to play. The game is very important to them. And I, my ultimate concern was I just want, didn't want either team to have an injury. I didn't want to have, I didn't want to force a game just to play the game. Um, but I wanted the opportunity for them, both teams to compete at their high level. And uh, I think the coaches appreciated that. And unfortunately, we got to that point where we just were like, hey, we can't make this happen. It's not going to happen today. And uh, it was a tough decision. And I, I think it's something that neither coach had been in. You know, our spring sports are used to it. The softball teams and that are used to, okay, we can't play today and you accommodate. Our fall sports haven't crossed this bridge too many times. No, they haven't. So as we dove in, decided to postpone the St. Cloud State game, then we ha- got to flip our mindset about Sunday of whether we thought our fields would be playable on Sunday. And I'll tell you what, we were on our weather app way more than anybody should ever have to be on a weather app trying to figure out what we thought the weather would be like. And we're here on Saturday morning with Coach Kopitz. We're out there looking. Our fantastic physical plant again is over, and they're starting to clear the field. It's a Saturday, so they started clearing the field before they started to clear some of the sidewalks on the other side of campus and the less traveled areas. And we're debating. Duluth is still in, in Aberdeen, North South Dakota. We're here. Is it better to bring Duluth up here and hope we can play the game, or do we try and flip the game and go play in Aberdeen, South Dakota? which that was a decision in itself. It is a decision. And the tough part is on any of those decisions, the, you know, the Monday morning quarterback can come back and at you and say, why did you make that decision? And, you know, you have to make the decision with the information you have. You know, we looked at all the, at our app. I also have five other apps on my phone that I keep <laughs> looking at. I'm like, okay. And then I noticed in San Diego it was 70 and gorgeous. So then I started thinking maybe we could just load them up on a plane and go there, play there. But, my finance guy said no, so that became an option that, that just didn't work. So hopped on the phone with that athletic director, Josh Moon, down at Northern State and said, hey, you've got a game at 1 o'clock. Can we play before? Can we play after? Just keep Duluth in town. And, and the Wolves athletic department was awesome. They said we could. Got off the phone with Josh, and, and we pulled that trigger and said, all right, we're going to go down to Duluth. We can get a bus. We know that there isn't going to be any snow there. It's actually going to actually – be a slightly warmer temperature, so a better environment for our student-athletes playing the game, and we pulled that plug. And so we left at 6.30 on Sunday morning to head down to Aberdeen. You know, when I woke up on Sunday morning, I'm curious if you had the same thought, Mr. Markson. I'm going, I hope it's snowing outside to validate this decision. I agree. The same thing. I, I woke up. i like, oh, please. And then uh, then I was curious that morning as well, so I made a drive over to Nemzik just to see, okay, could we have played? Couldn't we have played? And, you know, you always second a guess some of your decisions. and But you have to make the best decision at the time with the information you have and move forward. Yeah, I've got no regrets about going down to Aberdeen. It cost us a little bit of extra money. There is no doubt about that because we had to get the bus, pay for some different event workers. But at the end of the day, we created the best environment we could for our student athletes to compete in. And that's ultimately what it's all about in, a, in getting them two games and in, in home safely, that's that's a job well done from an athletic administration standpoint. So I just sprained my shoulder, patting myself on the back there, Mr. Markison. But as we head into the into the rest of it, what what sorts of things do we see in the winter sports? Same thing happens in the winter sports. We start looking at our team travel and we start you know, as what winter storms are coming, we have to be conscious of where our teams are traveling too. 
we have a big footprint in the Northern Sun Conference with covering five different states. So sometimes it can be really nice up in our part of the country, but you go down to the Winona and Upper Iowa area, you know, it's eight hours away, but they could have a totally different weather uh, weather circumstances happening down there. So we got to be conscious of that. And, I, you know, I'm working with all of our coaches, making sure, hey, it looks like wherever we're going might be getting some storms. Let's start watching. And normally there's throughout the year, we, I just don't know what team, but throughout the year, we're going to have somebody that needs to leave a day earlier. We put different teams on buses or originally they were going to travel by vans and then we start looking at the weather and we're like let's switch to a bus we always have to just be conscious of that and we've had teams stranded last year i traveled with the football team and we're coming back from the mineral water bowl and the roads were getting bad and i'm driving in a minivan behind the buses and i'm white knuckling and looking at the cars and going in the ditch and we shut it down we spent an extra night in uh i'm trying to think we we're down by albert lee or somewhere down in the southern part of the state Spend an extra night. But those are the things that decisions that we have to make. Yes, they cost more money, but for the safety of our student athletes, there's the cost is it's an easy expense to approve. Well, hopefully that is the only weather delay or postponement we have the entire year. I'm going to knock on some wood. I will knock with you. <laughs> All right. And now you know the rest of the story, what happens behind the scenes when we get bad weather and how college athletics tries to adapt.